Uh, hi, before we get into this podcast, I just want to say a big thank you to Tom and friends for the animation of this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Consumer Friend Podcast. In today's pod, we're going to look at the dangers of buying fake, unsafe or counterfeit cosmetics, what they can do to us, why they are on the market and how to avoid them altogether. We'll try and stick a few funny stories in along the way. Uh, so Consumer Friend is, as always, available online at www.consumerfriend.org.uk, although I don't think we need to say the www bit anymore, uh, and covers everything you need if you want advice on rights when buying goods, services, and digital content. Please follow us on the socials and like the podcast and leave a review if you can. It helps us get, us, get our message out there. Uh, more and more stuff is added over time to help you get the best deal for you. It's expert, easy to understand advice. With me today is my good friend Louise. Louise, hi, how you doing? I have missed your radio voice, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm, I'm all right, thank you. How are you, Ads? Yeah, not too bad. So this is um, our first podcast, first proper podcast for a while. Obviously, we did the intro last week. Uh, so it's our first proper podcast. How, you, how have you been the last couple of months? Fine. I'm trying not to move around so that I don't affect the sound too much, which is really difficult. The sitting still is hurting me a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is our um it's actually a first for consumer friend we are actually being animated i'm quite excited about this i'm it, excited about cartoon louise it is very very exciting adam told me i wasn't allowed to share the draft cartoon louise and adam with anybody and <laughs> i showed everybody <laughs> we've had quite a bit of fun over the last couple of weeks laughing at our animated cells We've had the, uh, the the proofs come through, if that's what they're called, or the copy come through on on our animated selves. And Louise had about a million amends and edits to hers. Right, my skin was the wrong colour. <laughs> Make my was, skin less shiny. I was shiny. I didn't want to be shiny. Shut up. You want your ears smaller. I never commented about my ears. My forehead's too big. I want, I, <laughs> my forehead was too big. That is not a true reflection of my actual forehead. So I went, and I wanted some long eyelashes. <laughs> you also said, can there be a suggestion of muscle, please? That was on my arms, not on my face, just to clarify. <laughs> Mine came back. I was like, yep, yeah, no grey hair. Fine, no problem. Make my ears a little bit smaller. I don't like looking well, like the FA Cup. You didn't have any grey hairs either, which was, was misleading, which is what we're, we're, we're advising people on how they shouldn't be misled. Your cartoon, Adam, is misleading. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure mine was accurate with my suggestion uh -huh. of muscle. Thank uh -huh. you very much. Accurate in a good way. <laughs> There's only ever going to be one cartoon, Louise. I want yeah. her to be right. So we're going to look at cosmetics today. So Louise, can you tell me what cosmetics are? Skin, hair products, makeup, perfume, toothpaste, anything that comes into contact with the outside parts of your body and are designed to clean them, protect them, change their appearance or give them... Um, like anti-wrinkle cream and, and moisturise and those sort of things. So shampoos as well, hair dyes. So anything that you put on the outside of your body that will potentially make it cleaner or make it different or make it nicer, allegedly. Okay, so what then are fake cosmetics? Unsafe cosmetics and fake cosmetics. So we're talking about two different things, okay. aren't we? So generally a fake cosmetic, so a fake perfume or a fake piece of makeup will be unsafe because they don't have to follow the same stringent guidelines. See, use the word stringent, that's not plain English, is it? Use the same guidelines that like a legitimate 
good trader would use to sell their cosmetics because they don't care because criminals don't care. Okay, and they, so they won't be conforming to the EU regulations around what safe cosmetics are, the European Union cosmetic regulations. Well, which are going to potentially be changing, but no, not at the moment. They won't be. There's there's loads of things that you have to go through. Testing of your products, you have to get certificates, you have to have, uh, before anything gets sold, there's loads of things that you would have to go through as a business to get something on the market, whereas criminals don't care about that. So if you're selling something fake, there's no reason for them to identify or test those products to check they are safe to put on your body. Okay, so like fake cosmetics, they're health and safety risk. They can contain anything from paint stripper to rat poison, lead, things like that. They're, they're really quite horrible for you. Human urine. Oh, shut up. No, that's stupid. Yeah, Don't be human silly. urine has been in cosmetics, poisonous chemicals and pee. Why would it have? Why would it have? I don't know, but when it got tested, one of the cases that was taken, they said it had human wee in it. That's disgusting. And well, people are putting that on their faces. Maybe, or on their arms, or on their bums. God knows, it's just on the outside of your body. It could be anywhere. Can we just uh, step back a second? Well, why would you put a cosmetic on your bum? It might be a moisturiser. might want a moisturised bottom, Adam. Okay. <laughs> I've got a soft bum. <laughs> so the dangers of these, they're, they're, they're there for us to see, aren't they? They, contain, they could contain toxins, bad chemicals, bad things that we can put on, put it on our bodies and into our systems yeah so arsenic mercury lead uh, they can cause allergic reactions they can cause your skin to be irritated swelling rashes burns or longer term more serious health problems we don't know because we don't know what's in a lot of them either so it's only the ones that we that are seized and then tested that we actually know what's in the fake cosmetics so i've got a bit of an issue i've just used a popular branded beard (laughs) dye Because I'm... Can I just clarify? It's only his beard, not his hair or his eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Louise. It's okay, it's okay. I used it. I put it on a Sunday and I've used it before. Not very... I I don't use it very often because I'm quite lazy and I can never really be asked. So I I used it and I got really itchy on Sunday night and I started to get like rashes underneath my beard. It's really quite painful. So that's... But that's a legitimate like legal branded i bought it from boots i think i can say boots uh, so it is a real real product why would that happen uh because your face is telling you just to get old gracefully that's why because <laughs> it didn't match your hair or your ear hair or your nose hair or, or your eyebrows <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> It was it was really annoying. I'm I'm still kind of itching from it now, so I'm never never going to use it again. I've kind of put it on because I wanted to because of the animated thing. I thought you know I should probably look my best. Well, you failed. Yeah, <laughs> not going to use that again. But on a, on a serious note, people buy um, fake cosmetics or uh, with and I know I'm not allowed to say cost of living crisis because you find me every time I do. But with the way of the world at the moment, people are looking for a, a cheaper deal or a good deal. Um, and like, I'm not going to get you started on the, the harm of social media at any point. I mean, you can get me started on that. Uh, in relation to... a whole to, other podcast. Well, it is a whole other <laughs> podcast. And, and again, when we were prepping for this one, we sort of veered into... Uh, beauty culture and beauty being a cult and actually the, the language that's used around this there's a lot of pressure on people to look a certain way so people and advertising comes up on social media people click on those adverts and then they are buying products that are not the products that they think they should be buying 
And that is where you can end up with the harmful materials in those products. I think the social media influencers have a kind of big part to play in this as well. And I think they should be considering what they're actually saying and what they're actually selling to their public, their followers. Well, I agree. That is not for this podcast. You are veering out of your lane. Like, let's get back to cosmetics. <laughs> but they put out all that crap about how, like, they're a size zero and they just pile their... They're just a load of shit yeah, on their face it's, it's, going, it's going full circle now because booty's back now isn't it so it's not size zeros now so it's just it just goes round and round in circles you're, you're right I, I watched on the news last night that people that have been putting fillers into their lips they're now, they're now paying money to actually get those fillers dissolved and get them removed because mm. the look is is now not a desired look yep but all of this plays into the fact that people will, will see an advert. So, for example, skin lightening creams or anti-wrinkle creams, see an advert, so a miracle cure. We see a lot of people falling for these sort of scams, counterfeit goods or subscription traps where they will then buy into this miracle anti-wrinkle cream because you're buying something that you're told that you should look like or it's going to make uh, fundamentally change what you look like. So you buy into it and then it could be unsafe and the chemicals in it could be more harmful to you. Okay. Like make you more grey. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Best to stay away from all cosmetics completely. Best to stay just, away. Just from be happy all, with who you are. All of them, because <laughs> it could get dangerous. It's, it's, it could it's, get worse. Well, if you think about it as well, so it's it's big business, isn't it? It's billions of pounds. And again, when we talk about counterfeit goods and we talk about unsafe goods, counterfeit goods, it's not just about buying fake goods. It's, there's a huge amount of money lost to this. Huge and huge, huge amounts of money. Uh, I think the stats, because, well, it's your stat because you love the stats. Okay, so there I am with the stats. In the UK, there's been several high-profile cases of counterfeit cosmetics, uh, which highlights the scale of the problem. In 2018, the Intellectual Property Office, Office seized over 4 million counterfeit beauty products, including cosmetics, with an estimated value of 20 million. Uh, in the same year, a joint operation between UK police and Interpol led to the seizure of over 3,000 cosmetic counterfeit beauty products, including cosmetics with an estimated value of £100,000. Counterfeit cosmetics in the UK are sold through various channels, including online marketplaces, social media and independent retailers. Some of the most commonly counterfeited brands include Mac. Do you know what Mac is? No. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, carry on. I was tempted to say channel. There. I knew you. I was thinking <laughs> you were going to say channel. <laughs> Chanel, Dior, and Kylie Cosmetics. Is that Kylie Minogue? Because Kylie got I her don't own. No, this is your research. All the stats. You know that. Uh, so overall, the value of illicit cosmetics in the UK is likely to be significant, and it's important for consumers to be vigilant when buying cosmetics to ensure that they are purchasing genuine and safe products. So I guess the story here is if you see something that is too good to be true, that is so much cheaper than that recommended retail price, and you see it on these popular auction sites, then you should really take take a, take a second to think about, is it genuine? Could it potentially be harmful to you and, and others that use it? Yeah, and there's also the other stuff around actually check the labels even if something is you're not sure check what's in the item before you put it on your face don't believe all of the miracle cures that nobody is not going to get old there's one guarantee of life we're all going to get old and all die that's a happy thought isn't it for the podcast wow <laughs> uh, you, uh, this is just so much fun i love being back in the seat with you because you, you bring everything down to reality it's true though yeah. we're all going to get old so nothing's oh. going to make us not have wrinkles like that and no miracle cream's not going to give you wrinkles there's, there's, there's a few things that aren't going to make us have wrinkles louise well, well lots of things are going to make us not have wrinkles i don't thank you very much uh, however right so if we think about this through the ages as well so back history wise 
cosmetics have had things in them that are unsafe for you to put on the outside of your body since 1897, where there was a book published with certain recipes in it, which were things like radium was added to cosmetics for you to put on your face. I didn't know what radium was. I had to Google it. <laughs> I don't know what radium is. Bad. You don't want to put it on your face. But that's that's throughout the ages as well. You hear about lead paint. So there's, there's paint that's got lead in it. Yep. Uh, asbestos, you know, one of the best building materials in the world ever in, you know, 50, 60 years ago. And now it turns out it's actually quite bad for you. So science does move on and science does evolve mm-hmm. and things get better as technology gets better and science gets better. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, so if you're talking about, so there's there's all these harmful things that criminals through, I mean, this wasn't legislated. We didn't have EU regulations in 1897. However, there's lots of regulations for legitimate sellers, but the ones that aren't legitimate, so the ones that are crims, bad things happen. Like that BBC thing that you sent me earlier, or was it a Daily Mail? can't it remember. Was a Daily Mail. Daily thing, Mail. Yeah. And what happened with those women? So there's a, uh, a woman that bought a eyeliner off a well-known auction site, she opened it up. It, she realized it was probably fake because it didn't have the the stuff that normally comes with that brand. Uh, but she tried it anyway. She put it on and for a week she couldn't open her eyes. She, she couldn't leave the house. She got her boyfriend to go and buy some stuff from the pharmacy stuff you know, the, like the, stuff. You know like the soothing eye stuff eye stuff you know the eye stuff, stuff. What was this, so what's like, it was she just gone to the shop to buy some what's it to help and, with her eyes <laughs> but some lotion that she can put on her eyes and she still had bloodshot eyes and red red like tear ducts red around her tear ducts for about three weeks afterwards oh, wow. it was really really horrible but if you go online and you google unsafe cosmetics stories there are so many out there so many stories out there you think hang on a minute all these stories are out there why why are people still buying these products that's why we're here oh yeah that's why we're here to make sure people don't to make people think about what they do before they buy online when they're buying cosmetics so buy from a reputable website so, and if you uh, want to check whether the website is reputable, where do we go, Adam? Hang on. Well, before we go on to I'm the tips and yet. advice. I'm just going to just do that. But yeah, first. but if you want to go and find a, a decent website and want to check a website, yeah. you should go to Get Safe Online and they've got a great tool called Check a Website. You can put that website in and it gives it a potential fraud score, whether you should uh, trust that website or not. And then you can then make a decision as to whether or not you want to buy from that website Have you put our website in there i haven't put our oh, you website need to in do there. that well we need to check that that's what yeah <laughs> i'll do that after the pod <laughs> do that after just check uh right <laughs> so things so things that are wrong with unsafe or fake cosmetics you don't know what's in them yep poor quality as well so if you're thinking about whether we're trying to get we're all trying to get value for money at the minute because we need to because nobody's got any money at the moment so they're not going to be the best quality there are there's going to be human we in them <laughs> So you don't want to buy things. You don't want to put wee on your face. Is it always human wee? Well, I don't it, know, Adam. I haven't done a wee study. So, and you're also on a bigger picture scale of things. It's supporting criminal activities, isn't it? So you don't really want. Nobody really wants to do that, apart from the criminals. I would hope. Yeah, I mean, we always kind of go down that that right that that road with our day jobs in terms of it supports organised crime, but I don't think that necessarily lands with the general consumer. It feels like it doesn't. So, yeah, you are supporting, you could be potentially supporting human trafficking, drug trafficking, money laundering, uh, arms deals, those kind of things. But I'm not entirely sure 
people can necessarily make that link between between buying a fake cosmetic and then also that's funding illegal arms trade in Syria or wherever it may be. But it could well be. That was heavy. That was slightly heavy. heavy. That was heavier than me talking about dying. (laughs) Okay, so how would you identify fake cosmetics? How would you identify? Yeah. How, what, what are you going to look for? In the, but you in, want to check the labelling, don't you? So first of the first thing is first check the website that you're buying from. So do the pre-checks on the website that you're buying. Uh, then when you get onto the website, there would be a couple of other things that you would need to do is read the reviews, look at the ingredients, look at the labelling. And if you did happen to buy something and then it arrived, I would suggest things like packaging. So compare if you've got... Comparison, so a genuine product you bought from somewhere else, compare the packaging, compare the labelling, and if you've got any red flags, don't use it. It should also, if you're not sure, again, they don't tend to last as long, the counterfeit or unsafe stuff, they don't they don't last as long as your, the normal product. So every bit of makeup's got a, a shelf life on it, like as a 12-month symbol or a six-month symbol when you're supposed to replace it. I think I've probably had my mascara for about two years. So it's probably time I replace that. But they, they won't last as long as they're supposed to last. I've had the same bottle of aftershave now. for. I thought you were going to say mascara. I thought you were going to have the same <laughs> mascara. <laughs> I reckon I've had the same bottle of aftershave for about 10 years. I've only ever had one bottle of aftershave. I never use it. Do you not? Never. Oh. never. That's what that smell is. <laughs> I give it a go. See, 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 uh, see if I can repulse people even more. <laughs> It's other things like batch numbers. They'll have batch numbers on there as well because then they can be recalled. If they are unsafe, then the products will be recalled. And then the ingredients list as well. You'll have a full ingredients list. I can't read the ingredients list. I have to get my daughter to do it because it's too small. Louise, honestly, the best way to do this, I have this problem all the time. My my font size on my phone is one below the access- accessibility yep. settings because I'm going blind because I'm getting old. The best thing to Your do... Your beard's not though, is it? Your no, beard's beard not getting old. <laughs> It's itchy, but it's young. It's itchy, young bit. It's so hip. <laughs> so hip and, hip and itchy. But the best thing to do is take a photo on your phone and then zoom in oh, on that photo. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. I use a torch. Well, I've just now thought in my help? head, your, your, your beard is hip and itchy, so you're hipchy. Right. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever. Yes. Uh, right, okay, so... <laughs> The appearance, the smell, the packaging, all of those things. So these are important things to look at when you're when you're buying these products. And, and, and again, like sh- shops that pop up, if a shop pops up and it wasn't there like the day before and you bought something in that shop and then that shop disappears quite quickly, check the things that you bought from there. And if you get any allergic reactions or any slight irritation, stop using the product straight away. Okay, Louis. So thank you for that. I think we're going to kind of draw an end to the podcast. But first, we're going to do a few top tips. All right, but before we do the top tips because obviously we, I don't like to stick to the plan but there's there's something around as well obviously the work that we do in, within Consumer Friend is around that consumer vulnerability piece isn't it and around actually identifying situational or marketplace vulnerability so you've got two bits as well that come into this we're expecting people to use the internet safely without any training so actually there's something around using the, the checker website space so use that to check that the websites that you're using are safe and share that with other people so that other people can use that um, and also it's these criminals or the unsafe products which are they are criminals because they're not complying to the same regulations as everybody else are are preying on our consumer vulnerabilities preying on the fact that we want to be thinner less wrinkly look like the people that are on instagram all of those things less less gray well why would you put beard stuff that's going to make your beard itch if you weren't like 
if society wasn't telling you that your beard doesn't need to be great. Beauty shouldn't be pain. Beauty should not be pain. So it's about as well that sort of message around not believing everything you read and hear. Criminals won't care about what they're going to do is bejazzle you. Bejazzle's not the right Hang on, hang on. Is, <laughs> isn't a bejazzle... Oh, something on your bejazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a bejazzle? It's not a bejazzle. Bejazzling is like... Is like Giving, no, I made myself embarrassed. <laughs> bejazzling is not vajazzling. What's bejazzling? Bejazzle is like, I'm going to like wow you with all my language. I mean, you've bejazzled me. I'm bejazzling you. Right. Uh, you know, oh, anyway, right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wow you with all the fancy promises that I'm going to make you about what this miracle product is going to do. Um, and there are also some other things that come like from some of the skin lightening stuff as well is that plays into other people's insecurities. So you're, you're selling fake skin lightening cream sometimes to people because lighter skin in some cultures is better. So it's about that consumer vulnerability again and people being targeted by, you know, our phones are always listening, which is why you won't have an Alexa in your house. I will not. Because the minute you start talking about a certain thing, I know when I look at my phone, there's going to be makeup and stuff on my phone yeah, So from the adverts. So they target you as well. And like you say, the social media's pressure all the time to look a certain way means that people are more likely or susceptible to buying into these products. I mean, I, I'm, I'm about to go into a tirade of the fact that we've spent the last however many years, 50, 60 years, having magazines telling us what beautiful is, telling, what, what, telling us that mm-hmm. we should be looking exactly like these people, which was fine for the last 50 years because people could choose to look at that or not. Now people are, have got all this information on, at the touch of their hand, touch of their fingers, whatever it is, and they're looking at these beautiful people being told that they need to look like this 24 seven. And it's so, it's so infuriating. Social media has got a lot to answer for here. So if if you think about um, even uh, legitimate cosmetic companies, they use words like um, safe beauty. Uh, They use words like clean beauty, natural beauty, all of these, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. So no. like, we, like, like I said earlier, it's not called beauty culture. It's like diet culture. It's a cult. It's about using these words like replenish yourself and re- re- be reborn with it's your almost, skin. It's almost religious. Well, it, it's the sort of like, it's, it's coercive language that people are using to get you to buy into different products. We just need to be aware that the criminals will have no, no conscience about any of this. So they're going to sell you the dream. So it's just about constantly checking yourself when you're clicking on certain links as well to ensure that you're not buying these. Read the reviews. If there's reviews on a website, read them, check them out. Because actually, if people are unhappy with a product, they will hopefully write that and pipe up about that. Um, Look at the instructions. Look at the labeling. Look at the packaging. If you do buy something, look at all of those things. Look at the price. The price is key. So again, it's if it's too cheap or if it's too good to be true, don't buy it. Because there's a reason. That should be a red flag for you not to buy it. And if it causes you any irritation, don't use it. Don't keep using it. Thinking, oh, beauty is pain. I'm supposed to be irritated like your beard. <laughs> okay, so a cosmetic product product should be safe for human health when it is used under normal or reasonably foreseeable conditions of use. Basically means uh, safe as long as it's properly used. We don't put toothpaste in our eyes and then complain about it stinging. Do you put toothpaste in your eyes? I do not put toothpaste in my eyes. This is good. My seven-year-old probably does. This is... That, that was a whole thing that you should put toothpaste on your spots. If you had spots, it make your spots go away. Yes. Uh, when you... you when, uh, I remember <laughs> putting toothpaste to... on a uh, love bite <laughs> <laughs> to make it go away so that hopefully my mum wouldn't see it. Because that's what I was uh, When was this? Last week? Last week? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> right. If the product's not safe, it causes serious harm and life-threatening injuries. Whilst we joke about a lot of this stuff, actually, the, the consequences of it could be quite serious. With that lady with her eyes, for example, that could have been a lot worse. She had red eyes for three weeks, so but she, it could have been a lot worse. She could have permanent eye damage from it. So we just need to check the things that we're buying. What are our... Beauty should not be pain. That's exactly right. Beauty should not be pain. Read the reviews, read the instructions, consider the price and buy from legitimate websites. Great. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Ads. I very much enjoyed our first proper podcast back for season two. Thank you very much, Louise. Uh, my pleasure. I love podcasting with you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say podding. I can't. It just sounds like, like I was thinking of orcas. <laughs> right. So we're, we're back with a bang and we're going to have another 11 podcasts for you, 10, 11 podcasts for you over the next three or four months. So watch this space. Follow us on socials. Again, please like and subscribe to the podcast. They are available everywhere. Uh, And thank you very much. Watch out for the cartoon.